Welcome to This is the Jet Life with Dan Burnham, your guide to the New York Jets sports and much more. And now, your host, Dan Burnham. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of This is the Jet Life. Today's podcast is going to be previewing the Week 3 matchup against the 0-2 New England Patriots. The first of two games, this one played at home. The Jets have a big opportunity to go to 2-1, to be 2-0 in the division, to put the Patriots at 0-3, and to get the monkey off the back of what the Patriots have done to us, beating us the last 14 times, and just making the last 20 years plus very difficult for the Jets. we got big aspirations with this team. I know it's not the perfect unit that we're rolling out there, it's Zach Wilson. There's some things that we got to clean up. But if we can beat the Patriots in this one, it's going to feel as good as any win has felt in a long time. And if we lose and it's ugly and they do what they did to us a little bit of last year, it's going to be as ugly as it's been in a long time. And there's a lot on, on the line here. For a Week 3 matchup, it feels like as close to a must-win game as you can have. I can't wait to talk about this one. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. A lot at stake The podcast is basically going to be, uh, we're going to talk about the AFC East, do a check-in there. We're going to talk about the Patriots coaching, break down their offensive and defensive matchups against the Jets, and do a prediction. Should be sub-30 minutes if we can roll through quickly. We'll see how it goes. I need to remind you to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. It's part of the Fans First Sports Network. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jets underscore Dan. All right, let's get into this thing. we got to start with an AFC East check-in. Let's take a look at what's going on. The Dolphins are first place. They are 2-0 right now after beating the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins win 24-17. They're one of only two teams in the entire AFC to be 2-0. The only other undefeated AFC team, the Baltimore Ravens. So, yes, it sucks that the Dolphins are as hot as they are, beating some pretty good teams in the Chargers and Patriots to be first place in our division. But the fact that you look around and there's like, Everybody else is 1-1. One one. The Jets are right there. They got the tied for the third best record in the entire AFC. If the playoffs started today, we'd be in them. So that part is nice. Got to take the Dolphins down. We get to play them twice, luckily. The good side of that game was the Patriots lost. The Patriots are 0-2, the basement of the division, the only team to be winless in our division, and we play in this week upcoming. The Bills crushed the Raiders 38-10. They go to 1-1 one one on the year. We beat them week one, obviously, so we have the tiebreaker against them. So the Bills are in third place with that 1-1 one one record. Patriots 0-2. Jets 1-1, one and, one, and then the Dolphins. They're the team to beat right now, apparently. When you look at the games upcoming, the Dolphins are going to be playing at 1 p.m. against the Denver Broncos in Miami. The Buffalo Bills are going to be playing in Washington versus the 2-0 Commanders, believe it or not. That game is also at 1 p.m. And the Jets play at 1 p.m., in MetLife against the Patriots. That's the one that we're focusing on. That's the one that matters the most. The Jets are opening as two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, so that means that Vegas really is giving the Patriots about five points on a neutral field. You always get one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half points if you're the uh, home team. So they think the Patriots are the better team, but not by a ton. They do still believe that the Patriots' offense is messy enough, the Jets' defense is strong enough to make this thing interesting. Because we know going into this thing on paper, like Jets offense versus Patriots defense, that part's scary. 
but it's the other side that makes things interesting. When you look at the Jets versus Patriots matchup, the Patriots have won 14 straight matchups versus us. That's horrible. We hate that. We heard Garrett Wilson talking about it, saying that that's unacceptable. He's 0-2. That's unacceptable. They have to find a way to win. Absolutely right. But the Patriots have had it pretty easy, taking advantage of very underdeveloped, new, confused quarterbacks. And that's where they feast. That's where they thrive because they have very difficult and confusing and interesting, unique schematics that other teams aren't necessarily rolling out. They do a lot of different things with their players and role players, taking players out of the game for you on offense. And it makes it frustrating and difficult for a young quarterback always. The Jets seem to have young quarterbacks all the time. And we struggle against the Patriots all the time. So that part sucks. But when you look at 2022 specifically, that was closer than we've been playing them in a season in a long time. Both games were one-score games, and the Jets had an opportunity to win both of them. When you look at the the second matchup, the one that was played in Foxborough, the Jets lost 3-10 to against the Patriots on a last-second punt return touchdown. In that game that was 3-10, to basically the game plan was have Zach Wilson do as little as possible and rely on defense. The Jets did that relied on defense, kept the game at 3-3 to for the entire thing, then gave up one big special teams play, and the game was over. Telling Zach Wilson not to do anything, he had a horrible game. He finished 9-for-22, 77 total passing yards, was sacked four times, didn't throw any touchdowns, no interceptions, right? oh, no turnovers, great. But he didn't move the ball down the field. The entire team in that game had 103 total offensive yards. That was a bad one but we almost won because of defense. In the second matchup at MetLife, or the first matchup, actually, the game played at MetLife, the Jets lost 17-22, to again, a one-score game. But this time, the offensive game plan was basically the opposite. In this game, Zach Wilson threw the ball 41 times, only completed 20, so under 50% completion, but he threw 355 yards, two touchdowns, and three INTs. In both games, the Patriots said, we're going to stop your run. I mean, both games combined, the Jets ran 33 times for a total of 82 yards, 2.4 yards per rush, obviously no Brees, no Dalvin. At that point in time, we're rushing Ty Johnson, James Robinson, and Michael Carter. But in those two games, they shut our run down entirely. They said no running the ball. So if they're going to stack eight in the box, one time you say, Zach Wilson, don't throw. Let's just rely on defense, and you lose 3-10. to The next time you say, okay, Zach Wilson, if they're going to stop our run, do throw. He throws 355 yards couple mistakes, couple nice touchdowns, and we lose 17-22. to 22. We were just a hair short in both, trying both different options. Obviously, the Patriots want to stop our run. Every team right now would like to stop our run because you're way more afraid of Brees Hall beating you than you are of Zach Wilson beating you. I think every single team feels that way. So it's going to be every team's MO to take out our running game. And the Patriots are going to do exactly that this week. The question is, which side of Zach Wilson are we going to see? Are we going to have the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett saying, don't make mistakes, we would rather you just throw 130 passing yards and just try to be, you know, 65% completion with no turnovers and hope the defense does the job against Mac Jones? Or are you going to say, you know what, kid, air it out a little bit. If we can get their defense a little bit spread out, we can run the ball on them. That's what the Eagles did against the Patriots. That's what the Dolphins did against the Patriots. They were able to run the ball because there was a threat of a pass. The Jets don't really have the threat of a pass until they show it. Through the first two games, they haven't shown it. Is this the week that they try to do something crazy? 
it's going to be very, very interesting. It comes down to, in this one, really, which defense is going to make the opposing quarterback more uncomfortable? Is Zach Wilson going to be more confused by the Patriots' lesser defense? Great game plan, but lesser players overall? Or is Mac Jones going to be more uncomfortable by a Jets defense that's not as fine-tuned as the Patriots, but has more big, big-time big players, a lot more flashy names? That's what's going to come down to. And it's a, it's a scary place to live. We lost both matchups last year, but they were both very winnable for the Jets in one or two plays differently. We had some bad luck in those games, too. I mean, there were opportunities for the Jets to get some pick sixes and do some things to win those games. If we can pull it off this year, this time, at MetLife, man, we're going to be excited. So before we go over to kind of some of the coaching and offensive and defensive matchups against the Patriots, I do want to do a quick father time to hear what my dad's thoughts are on this week's matchup against the New England Patriots. This is my dad, David Burnham, and his thoughts in this week's father time titled, Wouldn't it be nice? Here we go. This is clear. Going forward, it is best if the football is in Zach Wilson's hands as little as possible. Like a cleanup hitter, I want Brees Hall to get chances as often as possible. He got the ball four times last week, which isn't even close to enough. He has big play potential every time he gets the ball, especially if he has a small seam to slash through. Big chunks and big plays. I also like the power run potential with AVT, Becton, and two tight ends on the right side. Essentially trample them. Yep, just keep running. The Patriots have already given up 242 rushing yards in two weeks. It's a weakness the Jets can exploit with all of our running backs. Clearly, and to my dismay, Zach will need to throw the ball, but hopefully at a minimum, and hopefully it's going to go to Garrett Wilson. He's got seven catches and two of them being highlight reel touchdowns. He's a dangerous weapon and deserves to get the ball. Defensively, we should attack Mac Jones. He can be flustered quickly, and I enjoy seeing his grimaces. They're priceless. I truly believe that the Jets' secondary can handle Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Devontae Parker, as well as the rest of them. Wouldn't it be nice to beat Bill and send him home winless at 0-3? And after the debacle in Dallas, wouldn't it be nice to quickly change the story and be 2-1, undefeated in the division? Expect the score to be low and the game to be quick. Go Jets. End scene. So, wow. That is... A great father time from my dad because I didn't know where he was going to go with this one. These are scary weeks playing the Patriots because we've all felt it so many times. Some of them were blowouts, horrible losses to the Patriots where they made us just feel so inferior. Other ones were, man, we're so close to beating them, but we just couldn't quite pull it off. There have been a few incredible wins, one in the playoffs that we got to see against the Patriots, but for the most part, it's been a lot of misery. We've seen Sam Darnold see ghosts. We've seen... Mark Sanchez butt fumble. We don't need to talk about all the games. There have been a lot of them. They make me nervous. They make my dad nervous, but they get us excited because winning is as good as it gets. And putting the Patriots, like my dad said, putting them at 0-3 and being 2-0 in the division would be incredible. What a story change, a twist it would be for this team, for the fan base, for everybody. And I like what his game plan is. I mean, he's exactly right. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I wouldn't expect Mac Jones to score much. I wouldn't expect that Patriots offense to score much. I also don't expect Zach Wilson to move the ball too easily. And I expect them to try to take out Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook as much as possible. But if we can find a way to run, break a couple big plays with Brees Hall, who's capable of doing it, 
My dad says the Patriots have given up 242 rushing yards in two games. We saw Raheem Mostert break a couple big-time runs against them. And if Brees Hall can do that a couple times, get the ball in the end zone, if we can get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands a few times and allow him to make a big play to either get the ball far down the field or in the end zone, we're going to be in good, good shape. And if we can attack Mac Jones and fluster him the way that we have in the past and the way that we know we can, we got a shot to win this thing. Even with Zach Wilson playing the level of football that he's been playing. It's just got to go very right. And we have to make sure that we're prepared for what the Patriots are going to do to us. We need to expect them to try to take out Garrett Wilson and our run game. And we need to be willing to try some different things. And if we're falling behind in this game, if for any reason Mac Jones and that offense is picking apart our defense the way the Cowboys did and they're finding soft spots and they're getting scores on us, we're going to have to find a way to match it. So I expect a low-scoring game, just like my dad. And uh, I think he's got a great game plan to it. If we could do that, what he says, this could be a W. So thank you for the father time, Dad. I like it. It would be nice. That is this week's father time. Now, before we go over to the second half of this podcast, we do have to take a quick commercial break. Alrighty, and welcome back to This is the Jet Live. Talking Patriots preview here, the next order of business. Let's just quickly go over the Patriots coaching. Can't stand those guys. We got the cheater himself, crabby, frumpy, winning over integrity, winning over fun, Bill, asterisk, Belichick. Bill Belichick has a losing record without Tom Brady. He is 0-2 this season. This is life after Tom here. This is our time to shine, to take this thing back, to remind them that all of that great 20 years of beating up on the New York Jets and the rest of the AFC East has ended. They lost to the Dolphins last week. Can they lose to the Jets this week? Gosh, I hope so. I would love to be Bill Belichick and watch that smug face have to give Robert Sala a handshake, basically saying, yeah, my time in this NFL is coming to an end. That's the freaking dream. Their assistant head coach is Joe Judge. He had been the head coach of the Giants. Kind of like a messy... All these coordinators for the Patriots are like... They leave, half of them don't find success, they're put in all these weird different situations, and then they end up coming back. Another guy coming back, Bill O'Brien. It's his first year back as their offensive coordinator, but he was with the team from 2007 to 2011. He was their offensive coordinator in that 2011 season. He spent some time in college, spent some time as the Texans head coach, now he's back, OC for the Patriots. Definitely brings more threat and creativity and, and strategy than Matt Patricia and Joe Judge did last year, but we have yet to see that team specifically against this Jets defense. On defense, they have two nepotisms. I mean, uh, coaches, two Belichicks. They've got uh, Gerard Mayo as a linebacker coach. They actually have one of the, I think it's Steve Belichick as a linebacker coach and Gerard Mayo as a linebacker coach. They don't technically name a defensive coordinator. And I think the real reason for that is that Bill Belichick loses so many defensive coordinators because his defense is always pretty good because it's his mind and the way that he comes up with schemes and stuff to use players' abilities to take other offenses out. They always have a really good defense, and then people are like, oh, we want to get that Patriot way, that Patriot defensive coordinator, and get him to be our head coach. Right? We've seen like Flores, and we've seen Matt Patricia, and we've seen Eric Mangini. I mean, time after time, it's just been guy after guy, and he loses so many defensive coordinators to other coaching jobs. So I think that if you make everybody in the, a linebacker coach or a position coach, you're a lot less resumed up to become a head coach. So maybe his thought is like, if he made Gerard Mayo a defensive coordinator, 
he'd probably get hired into a head coaching role. If he keeps Gerard Mayo as a quote-unquote linebackers coach, then maybe he can hold on to him to a couple extra years. It's just more Bill Belichick and Patriots BS trying to bend the rules and find a way to just sneak past everybody. But they're 0-2 right now, and uh, they got a lot of work to do to save this season. When you look at their offense, McCorkle Jones is right where we left him. He's completing passes, taking easy throws, trying to be like a smart game manager with a little bit of athleticism running the ball here and there, but he still makes stupid mistakes. He still takes sacks. He still throws INTs. He still gets confused. He isn't able to be a good, reliable game manager that he wants to be yet because he's not with it between the ears yet. Just like Zach Wilson's not able to do it yet, which is what we need, a good game manager. Zach can't do it yet because he doesn't quite have it yet. Mac Jones makes mistakes, and uh, we have to take advantage of that. Running the ball this year, Ramondre Stevenson's the main back. Ezekiel Elliott backs him up. Both are struggling. Stevenson's averaging 2.8 yards per carry so far this year. Zeke is averaging 3.5. So if we can keep that going, I mean, we just shut down Tony Pollard and that Dallas Cowboys run game. If we can shut down the Patriots running game, that's going to make things interesting. If we can force Mac Jones to stand in the pocket and throw and let that pass rush feast on them, I'd love that. Their offensive line obviously isn't blocking great in the run game, but they've also given up six sacks this year and have some question marks in their O-line. Their right tackle, Calvin Anderson, is struggling heavily. Not just the PFF numbers, but watching him, that guy gets beat. Van Ginkle with the Patriots was beating him pretty good in that last matchup. And you think to yourself, man, if we put Bryce Huff, maybe Will McDonald comes back, maybe we get Jermaine Johnson or JFM on that side. Yeah, we're going to find some opportunities. And then Dwayne Brown actually missed this last week with a concussion. They're starting left tackle, so if he's still out, remains to be seen later in this week, we'll find out. I assume... After missing one game, he'll be back, but if he's out, or not Dwayne Brown, Trent Brown. Um, if Trent Brown is out, it would be helpful for us as well. They have two tight ends, Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. We're very familiar with both. Mike Gesicki's an annoying little brat from the Dolphins that's there with the Patriots now this year. They moved away from Jonu Smith. Hunter Henry's been there for a few years, originally had been with the Chargers, Hunter Henry's a pretty good player for them, specifically in the red zone. Always seems to find targets. Could be a decent mismatch against the Jets. Gesicki's been quiet so far, but they like their tight ends. They love to roll two out there. Wide receivers, Devontae Parker, big body target. Wants to try to find the soft spots in the zone. Juju Smith-Schuster, that guy's trending down since his early years with the Patriots, but he's still one of their guys. Then they've got Kendrick Bourne, who's having a decent year this, this year so far, but Overall, like, none of those guys jump off the page, right? It's Mac Jones throwing to Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne or Juju. Those guys aren't super flashy guys. And as long as we can find a way to confuse Mac Jones and not give him the easy throws that Dak Prescott got against the Jets defense last week, Sauce Gardner is better than any of those receivers. DJ Reed is better than any of them. Michael Carter is probably better than any of them. Our safeties, maybe not Tony Adams, but Jordan Whitehead can make plays. We just have to make sure that we pressure Mac Jones more, make him more uncomfortable, hit him, and don't give him easy zone spots like we did last week. We'll see how it goes. That's kind of what the Patriots have on offense. Not a super scary unit, not against our defense, as long as we can get those things going. Other side of the ball going up against Zach Wilson in our offense is that Patriots defense. 
They haven't been great stopping the run this year. Dietrich Wise, Godshaw, Barmore, Lawrence Guy. It's not a great defensive line. They're good, but they're not great. They're not great at getting after the passer. They're not super big bodies, not great at stopping the run. But they are solid, and they've been together for a long time. Their best pass rusher is Matt Judon. He may go up against Dwayne Brown. If he does, which he, he lined up on that side against the Dolphins a lot, if he does go after Dwayne Brown, I think that it's an easier matchup than Michael Parsons for sure. But from what we've seen from Dwayne Brown this year, I wouldn't expect him to do a great job. Let's make sure that we're prepared to do some screen passes, try to get away from that side of the ball, maybe roll Zach Wilson out to the right a little bit. Find ways to help Dwayne out a little bit. Maybe bring Jeremy Ruckert in, a good blocking tight end to help chip and just give Dwayne an easier time with Matt Judon, who's one of their best defensive players and one of those guys that actually could wreck the game if he goes off. They have a decent linebacker in Jawan Bentley. Then they've got a couple good young defensive backs, as the Patriots always seem to have. Kyle Duggar is a good safety. And their rookie first-round pick, Christian Gonzalez, has been really good so far. Covered Tyreek Hill pretty well in the last game. The Patriots did a decent job. Tua had been chucking the ball like crazy. He had 466 yards against the Chargers in Week 1. The Patriots come out and they say, you know what? We're going to stop your passing game. We're going to try to take Tyreek Hill out, make com- dis- uncomfortable for you in Tua, try to make Jalen Waddle not a huge factor in the game and force you to run the ball and throw to other people. Well, the Dolphins ran the ball well. Patriots aren't going to be that nice to us. They're not going to say, hey, Jets, just uh, run the ball. They're going to say, don't run the ball. Throw it on us. And Christian Gonzalez and Kyle Duggar are two of those guys that are going to make it tough. When you look at their special teams, I think the one position of note is the Patriots drafted a kicker in round four. He's only kicked one field goal this year. He's one for one. It was 49 yards. He made it. But, like, he hasn't really had his welcome to the NFL, that big moment yet. And it's always risky to draft a kicker, especially in the fourth round. The Patriots loved him for whatever reason. But you can love a kid in college. You can love what you've seen on tape and the way he kicks the ball and this and that. But until you get in that pressure-filled moment, those swirling wins at MetLife, the fans cheering, screaming, must win, long kicks and stuff, that's when you find out what kind of medal you really got. Because you can make three kicks from 40 yards, but if you miss a couple from 50 that are game winners and really important, or you get blocked or do something bad like that, it goes down really, really fast, and your psyche's a big part of being a kicker. So I'd like to see if the Jets can hopefully get this guy, this rookie kicker, to struggle a little bit and maybe send that Patriots special teams into a darker place moving forward for the rest of the year. We'll see what that guy can do. When you look at the prediction for this game, like, it's hard to predict points for the Jets. And I don't want to predict Mac Jones doing that well against our defense. I like to think that Dallas Cowboys thing was just a really, really well-schemed game. Good players in CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, better than anything the Patriots have on offense. I like to think that we don't give up points but we're able to do just enough to pull this thing off. Similar to that 3-10 game we lost last year, this time I think the Jets win 10-9. I think that's a touchdown for the Patriots with a missed extra point and a field goal, and the Jets get a touchdown and a field goal. And we win this thing 10-9, go to 2-1 on the season, feel really, really good. That's my optimistic take, of course. There's a part of me that's like, man, we could get absolutely roasted in this thing, because that defense is going to make Zach Wilson's life really, really miserable. And the one thing I want to remind all fans right now is that this is a very, very hard stretch of our season. The Bills, Cowboys, and Patriots are like the three teams that you wouldn't want Zach Wilson to have to face. He was able to do well enough against the Bills to get a win. Cowboys obviously was a mess. This Patriots thing, 
is the hardest of them all just because of the way they scheme quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and what we've seen from him against them in the past. Next week after that is going to be the Chiefs, which is difficult as well just because you're probably never going to score enough to keep up with them. But down the road, there are going to be easier matchups for the Jets. And I know a lot of people are going to be super miserable and frustrated and freaking out, wanting to jump out of windows and everything if Zach Wilson doesn't do great in this game. But this is one of the last games that you should expect him to struggle heavily. The second matchup against the Patriots, he'll probably play better. He'll be a little bit more comfortable in this season and this offense and everything we're doing with Nathaniel Hackett because this wasn't originally built around him. He was just an afterthought, just trying to develop behind Aaron Rodgers. He's probably going to develop in the unit. People are going to get chemistry and will have more of an opportunity later on for the offense to shine a little bit. But don't expect him to come out here looking great. And if he doesn't and he struggles, that's not like all of a sudden our time to say, oh my God, we got to move on from Zach Wilson. This is his failure. He should fail in this game. All Zach Wilsons in these games against the Patriots fail. That's just how it goes. Even Tua, who had been having a great season, didn't look all that special against the New England Patriots. Jalen Hurts looked bad against the Patriots. It's just how it goes. So don't put too much stock in this one. Give him an opportunity as the year goes on. And let's hope the defense does enough to shut down Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, make some big plays, win this freaking thing, get this season going in the right direction. That's all I got. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Much appreciated. Follow me on Twitter at Jets underscore Dan. We'll be back next Tuesday talking about a review of the New England Patriots versus Jets Week 3 game. And I hope it's more positive than that Cowboys game. We could use it, and it would really help our season. We shall see. I'm Dan Burnham, and this is The Jet Life. (laughs) 